This is the Race Like a Girl podcast, where you always get a one of a kind RC talk experience from the female perspective. Our motto is to always strive to beat the guys. So without further ado, here are your fuel burning, four wheel drive turning hosts, Katie and Mackenzie. So welcome back to another PNB episode. So we've got some more things to talk about related to PNB, and we've got a special guest today. We've got Kayla. So hey, Kayla. Hello. Hey, Katie. Welcome to the podcast. We um, we haven't had you on before, so I'm just going to take a minute and let you introduce yourself and kind of just like, how did you get started into RC racing? Okay, well, I'm 19 years old. I started racing, I believe, when I was 14 or 15. And I got into it because my stepdad, the guy that usually pits me, Jimmy, he was race- he's was he been racing for like years and years. And we went to one of his races. I think it was at SS. And um, his friend's daughter was supposed to race, but she didn't want to. So they asked if I wanted to with a short course. And that was really how it started. I really liked it. Um, they said I wasn't too bad, so <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'll continue, and then it just went on from there. That's really interesting to hear that you started with short course. Um, that was my background and how I got started into racing as well. I don't even know how a Nitro came about, honestly, but it started in short course, kind of moved to e-buggy, and it's been like all Nitro from there yeah. on out. So where did you go from short course or kind of how did you get into nitro? Because when you and I meet on the track, it's often in nitro. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, I think I went to e-buggy as well. And then Southside had a nitro race. So I entered, I think I was using his old buggy, actually. I don't know what type it was or anything, but they entered me in that. And I actually won my first Nitro race in Intermediate or Sportsman, whatever they called it. And I really liked it. And I liked it more than Electric because the mains are way longer and you get more time. If you mess up, it doesn't like ruin your whole race because it's way longer. So that really what that's what got it started. It was really fun for me. So how do you feel like you got as fast as you did? Because it's like no secret that everywhere we go, you are like in the top or competing for the win. So do you feel like you just had like natural talent or did you do anything previously to RC racing that you felt like you had good hand-eye coordination already? Or did you just spend a lot of time at the track? (laughs) Well, I think I had it naturally too, but I used to race 10 scale a lot. Like I used to go to this carpet indoor race, um, like 20 minutes from my house. So like a couple days a week, we would go there. And that's what they say improved me because you have to be like faster um, with your hands and eyes because it's way faster, the carpet. So I, they say that that's what got me faster, but I don't do it anymore. I just... I took a year off recently, too. I don't know if... I feel like it's natural because I feel like I was going to suck when I came back, but I wasn't too bad. 
but we don't practice as much as we used to anymore. I don't even know if you need that much practice, honestly. And I would agree that you definitely kind of just picked up right where you left off. <laughs> like you never even left the sport. It's interesting to hear you say that you felt like you got fast because of carpet racing. I feel like I really sucked for a long time. <laughs> and I've been racing for someone asked me this question this past weekend. And I was like, I don't know, seven years, but honestly, maybe it's longer than that. And the yeah. first couple were rough. Like they were really rough. My background before racing was dance and dance had nothing to do with yeah. hand eye coordination. <laughs> And so uh, we had a local track called Speed RC that raced 10 scale. And even though it wasn't carpet, I feel like that's where, where I really started to find my speed because I feel like 10 scale because they're smaller tracks and everything just kind of moves really mm -hmm. fast. You know, the corners just yeah. kind of come up on you. I feel like, um, you know, it was close to us too. So we could go and practice any day because the track was like 10 minutes from my work. Mm -hmm. And so that's really where I felt like I found my speed. Now, like you, we don't race 10 scale anymore, yeah. hardly ever, because there's just no track around us, really. And I like racing 8 scale. But it's interesting, to, uh, it's interesting to hear that you feel like you found your speed with carpet racing. Yeah. It was also clay. They, ha they changed it to carpet after clay. But I feel like it was mostly 10 scale that helped it because – like you said, the corners come up on you faster. You have to be, I just think it's way faster racing overall. So it makes you like adapt to that. And then when you go to eight scale, you have more time to figure out when you have to turn and it's not as fast. So I think that's what helped me a lot. Yeah. So you heard it from both of us. Like we both feel like nitro is the glory, but if you're really <laughs> trying to hone in on your skills, then hit up a 10 scale track. If you have one around you and just spend a practice day there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's move into PNB now that we know a little bit about you. So let's start with practice. Practice is a little bit unique at PNB because it's 24 hours. So it's a little bit crazy yeah. that you can stay up all night and you get to practice at any hour that you want to. So kind of when did you get to the track? What hours did you practice or what was your strategy during practice? Okay, well, I think we I forget if we got there Wednesday or Thursday, but we got there the day before or the second day before practice. So we had a lot of time to set up and get the cars ready for practice and practice opened at six in the morning correct yeah so I think we woke up right then and got on the track and we were just going with all the cars so first we started with buggy because that's the mostly the one that no we started with e-buggy because that one's the easiest one to like get going and learn the track with so you don't have to keep coming in for gas or tuning your motor so we started with that, and it went pretty good. And then we just go down to Buggy and then Truggy, because Truggy is usually the one that I don't really need as much practice with. But since it's the new truck, we actually needed more practice than we thought with it. But it was so good. Like, my practice went really well with all my cars. And then after, um, we would just go for hours and hours. And then we stopped around, like, I believe 6 and at the night to get dinner before because we knew we wouldn't be able to eat as much or go out or sleep as much 
So that's what we did, and then got a good night rest before qualifying at 6 in the morning. <laughs> All right, so you had a pretty normal practice yeah. day. Um, yeah. We felt, or I talked to Katie before we recorded with you, and she said that she was on the track at 6 in the morning, too. I wasn't on the track quite that early. I worked a half day, so I was at school screening the kids, trying to get them into the building. <laughs> but um, she said that practice at six o'clock in the morning was really good because there wasn't a line and she felt like she could stay up there forever so did you kind of find that too yeah me too it was it was really smooth I don't know why usually there is a line at these big races like all the time but since PNB is 24 hours people wanted to get their rest so yeah it really helped a lot being able to like consistently be on the track instead of taking a while off and then going back and the track changes Yeah, that's interesting. And you're not the only one that has commented on the lines not being too bad, even when we got there. So like we worked a half day. So when we got there is maybe like two or three o'clock, because thankfully PMB is not too far away from where Mm -hmm. we live. And even when we got there, you know, that's like midday. I feel like it's almost like prime time when people are practicing. And even then it wasn't terrible. Um, we kind of tried to go to bed a little bit earlier. It was at maybe like 10 o'clock, but um, we woke up an hour before our qualifying because Dave was race one. And so oh, we were gosh. like, well, we'll just try to get there a little bit early and get some extra laps yeah. because I'm always like crazy about my nitro buggy. Like I cannot stop practicing my nitro <laughs> buggy unless it's like perfect and I'm super comfortable. Yeah. And I'm like you as well that I normally just like push Truggy off and honestly maybe make like one run in Truggy. And if mm-hmm. it's good, I'm like, yep, send it. And so um, <laughs> I realized when we stopped at like nine or 10 o'clock at night and they were watering, so I couldn't even really do mm-hmm. anything about unless I wanted to wait another hour. I was like, Dave, I never went out in Truggy. He was like, are you kidding me? You haven't made one pass. And so we woke up at five o'clock in the morning so I could get at least one pass in Truggy. But um, I kind of feel like I struggled in Truggy more than typical. My Truggy is normally really good and super easy to drive. I felt like I don't know what was going on. I spoke earlier that my tune was definitely a little bit off. It it sounded okay on the box, but I feel like every time I went out and I was like, Dave, it's rich, it's rich, it's rich. <laughs> and um, I don't know. I just felt like I had this weird push going on that I couldn't yeah. get through the corners like I wanted to. But I have the old Truggy. You have the new Truggy. Yeah. So I guess speak to us for a minute about the new HB Nitro Truggy. Well, the new one actually has more steering to me. So I had to turn my steering down way more than I usually would with my older one. My older one, I could just throw out at any track and it would be like, you wouldn't really have to work on it. But my newer one, I've only raced, I get, I think like two races with it. And I had to make a couple changes. Well, Jimmy did. I don't know anything about working on my cars, but we had to make a couple changes to it. Um, but I think that's pretty much the biggest difference between the new one and the old one. It has way more steering. Well, that's interesting, I guess. That makes me excited to try the new one. I normally don't feel like that, so I don't know why I felt like that at PNB, but I felt like I would have killed to have too much steering because I felt like I just had to wait 
to get through the corner so much. It's like I could see the time being lost, but I couldn't do anything about it. And that's when I get super frustrated. So (laughs) I was like trying to drive or steer with the throttle. I was Mm -hmm. trying to use the throttle to like turn the car around. Yeah. And Dave even commented on the headset one time. He was like, that's not easy to drive, is it? I was like, no. So I need to focus (laughs) right now. Like, (laughs) Yeah, the newer one rotates really good like it rotates so fast around the corners I think that's where I picked up some speed in truggy is rotating through the corners way faster than the old truck all right so speaking of doing awesome in truggy let's move into qualifying because you had a killer qualifying especially in truggy so start with truggy and then just kind of talk to us about how all of your qualifying went for each of the classes that you were running okay well with truggy I think I had three good runs in Chuggy. So um, with Chuggy, I could actually push it around. Like you could drive it more aggressive. And I think that's where I become faster in Chuggy is because I like to drive like that. So I think the first qualifier for it, I wasn't, I made it in the A main, but I think I was in like sixth. And then second, I moved up to second place. So it was Chris Murray and me like battling for the lead for TQ. And then the third one, I got it, I think, by, like, 0.2 seconds. So my qualifying went really well. It was I didn't really mess up. I didn't make any mistakes in Truggy. But, yeah, it went really well for me. So, side note, Chris Moran is, like, one of the fastest open drivers. He is always, mm-hmm. like, fighting for TQ at yeah. every single one of these races. <laughs> so the fact that you were battling with him for TQ and got it is super cool. Thank you. So um, for buggy and e-buggy, it was different. I had my first two runs and both of them were not good at all. I think I was in the B main for both. I ended up in the B main um, first in buggy overall and then second in e-buggy for both B mains. But I had really good third run. So that's where it got me like closer to the top. I thought I was going to make the mains like the last person, but no, I got in the B mains, but it's okay. I played the bump game and um, I made it to the A's. But qualifying went, it was okay for e buggy and buggy, but I wish it went better. So, brings us into the main though. You played the bump game like no other, and the fact <laughs> that you played it in both classes, both classes that you were in the B main for, is awesome. I feel like it's really hard to get the bump, let alone win, especially at a race like PMB, because PMB is where we have the most cars on the track. So the fact that there's 18 cars on the track, you have to beat 17 other guys instead of just like, you know, seven or eight other guys. So, um, yeah, take us through your main day now. So start with whichever class you want, but just kind of talk to us about how the mains went. Okay, for my mains... Um, for e-buggy and buggy, um, I bumped to the A, and then I'm starting in the back of the pack. And um, traffic was really bad for me at this race. I, usually I'm good with traffic, but somehow I couldn't get a good lap, like a clean lap through um, the first couple of laps. It really set me back because the, the um, layout is like so fast that... If you mess up, you make one mistake, they're already so far ahead of you. So I couldn't get a clean lap in for e-buggy and buggy, but um, I just drove smooth for both of them. And I think I finished mid-pack for both. But, for yeah, I finished, like, um, ninth or 
11th or something like that in e-buggy. And then buggy, I started from the back and I was making my way up. I got all the way to 7th. And then on my last lap, or it might have even been 6th, on my last lap or the last two laps, my steering went out somehow. So Jimmy ran and got it and fixed it for me to make the last lap. And I ended up like 10th. So that really like bummed me out that I couldn't keep pushing and maybe make podium somehow. But yeah, that's how that those two went. And then Truggy, I started in the front. And usually I, I rather start in the back of the mains because less, less pressure. So in the start of the main, I'm jumping. I think it was um, the triple in the back. I like jump it and then I hit the pipe and flip right away and then the turn marshal has to wait for a clear opening and usually there isn't in the first lap because everyone's right there so i started like in the back again on the first lap and i just couldn't make my way back up it sucked so bad i was so upset but i finished i don't even remember what i finished in truggy but it wasn't too good but i think it was like 12th I still feel like you had a really great PNB. I felt like there were some, there was some crazy competition, and yeah, that really was. I hate that that happened, but I also would agree with you that it was definitely hard to come from the back, just because, like I said, there's like 18 car mains, so mm-hmm. it's that many more people that you have to pass. So I feel like it was in important to have good qualifying in the B main of our um, nitro buggy B main. I started 12th and I was getting up there. I was up to like six and I hadn't used any of my jokers yet. And we got two. And um, when I came into the pit, someone else thought that I was their driver. And so they picked me up in pit row to fuel me and it was just like one thing after another. And by the time I exited the pits, I was like already in like panic mode, like real panic mode. (laughs) And so I started to make my own mistakes that like not even anybody else's. And so I finished 10th in our beaming, I think, but I was super, still super stoked at the potential that I have, because I feel Mm -hmm. like if I compare myself to you or, or Dave, even Dave was in that main too. And I never beat him. Um, I was only like three tenths off of him and he finished right behind you. So I was like, dang it. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it really does suck when you like, it's like, you really want to make it to the main. And that was my main goal for both my e-buggy and buggy. And I was so happy. I started in the front for those two because the pressure is not as bad as starting first in the A main or second in the A main. So I just drove smooth and calm for that because usually in the B mains, people get too excited. Like they think, oh, if I don't make it to the main, I'm going home basically. So they, everyone goes full throttle on the first lap. And usually you can't get a clean lap if you're starting mid-pack or backpack. So I was really happy to be starting in the front for those two. Yeah, and it was working out in my favor when everybody was losing their minds. I was just like skating right by them, which normally that doesn't (laughs) happen for me either. Normally I struggle to like really pass people and avoid the wrecks when I'm starting from the back. But uh, Dave was happy because then he actually had a pit guy for the A main. So (laughs) I guess it was fun to watch you two in the A main. 
while I was pitting him. Yeah. <laughs> How did you um, He finished seventh, so he did okay. Yeah. I don't know. He was definitely tired. Yeah. <laughs> right before you all went out, you all were the last race for your oh, aiming. Yeah. He was, like, doing jumping jacks and crazy stuff. <laughs> I was, you look so weird right now. He was like, I'm so tired. <laughs> It wasn't even that late, though, compared to years past. Years past, there's been times when we got out at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. So, Mm -hmm. like, 10, 30, 11 o'clock was, like, nothing to some of those things. Um, But, but yeah, talk to us, too, about what your joker strategies were throughout qualifying in the mains. Did you, like, have an idea of what you wanted to do and then something totally like changed or went different or did you kind of stick to the strategy that you had um well our first strategy well we were talking a bit about different types of ones we were thinking would it be okay to use it when we need to well this is for the mains if we need to come in for pit if we use it right after that or before it or what would help but the one we chose was actually traffic so if i was in a lot of traffic i would use the joker lane and get out to get clean laps going and that's really what we stuck with until like if I was like in my e-buggy main or my buggy main was just random because I was already in the back and I wasn't like really trying to think um too much about it because everyone was way ahead even if I used the joker well that's how I felt I didn't I don't even know if I like the joker lane I feel like I like racing regular because it was so confusing to know where you were, and then you get panicked when you're like last, but you haven't used your jokers, and everyone else has. I just couldn't get in that mindset to like calm down and know that I have joker lanes and I'm not last. It was definitely challenging to try to figure out where you were, and I distinctly remember in the A main of open nitro buggy when i was pitting dave he decided to save so you got three in that main and he Mm -hmm. decided to save his for the end and he was like where am i right now and i was like i wouldn't tell him because he was in like i don't know 16th or something like and i'm like it's just not even worth talking about right now because there every guy in front of you has used it at least once and you have all three left so it's yeah. just like not even worth trying to tell you where you're at right now and eventually when he used them he kept climbing up and got his mm-hmm. way up but it it was tricky even when i was watching the pro mains um yeah it was like did he use three did he use two who's got what like it was definitely definitely hard even in qualifying too i was talking about this previously like if you used your joker lap at the beginning your pace like skyrocketed and then it kept dropping throughout the run Mm -hmm. and i mean i know it balances out but to me I, i feel like I was almost in like panic mode if that happened. So I always saved mine to the end in the qualifier because I knew I was going to get like a little bonus, like, Ooh, you got 10 extra seconds. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I I think. That's what I did with mine. I, for qualifying when I used the ones for traffic, those were the mains, but I think I did use all the jokers towards the end in qualifying because I thought the same way as you. Yeah. It's like, totally balances out but it's just like a mental thing it made me like (laughs) at the end 
Um, so what was your favorite part of the track? And I guess even what was your least favorite part? I think my least favorite part was the left side on the left back, just because there were so many blind spots. Well, they weren't too bad, but if you didn't get a certain spot on the driver's stand, you could, you would lose your car for a couple seconds and it threw me off. So that's where I messed up. Like all my mess ups were there. Like I would hit the pipe just enough for it to flip me. Like I would snug it just a little bit without even knowing because you can't really tell how small the lane is or how big it is or where you are. So that was my least favorite part, I would say. And then my favorite part was um, the little rhythm section in the front, the dragon back is what they called it. That was my favorite because you just had to hit it perfectly to get over. And I think that's where I've gained time. So I'm going to like it because I could gain time on it. <laughs> um, I would agree that that little blind spot on the left-hand side was my least favorite. I was saying previously that like, I'm cool if like something is technical or hard, but if it's hard, just because I can't see my car, like that just is frustrating to me. Yeah. So I know you've been to PMB before, so I wanted to touch on if you liked this year was like totally different as far as the jumps because they were all dirt. So did you yeah. like that they were all dirt or did you prefer the wooden jumps that we previously had? Um, I really couldn't tell a difference. I don't know if it's just me not really paying attention to that, but I feel like this year I liked the layout this year like it was so much fun the jumps didn't really get blown out or anything like I thought they would since it didn't have the wood unless the wood makes it get blown out I really don't know about that but um either either one's fine with me I didn't really have a problem with it yeah I feel like I this PNB track layout is probably definitely one of my top mm -hmm. um favorite PNB layouts and we've been to a couple so whether it was the wooden jumps or not I really liked yeah. racing do you feel like you made a lot of changes or any changes to any of your cars throughout the weekend or do you feel like for the most part it was like yeah I got it figured out and practice I'm good yeah we really just left it the same all we did was well all Jimmy did was clean it up and like replace some of the things you normally replace before mains so we didn't really change anything from practice because my cars were really good to me and um I always tell him not to change it but maybe he did he doesn't like to tell me what he does because he used to race so it's complicated to communicate when I really don't really know much about how to tell him what's wrong or like what's it doing I'll say if it's loose or if it's has too much traction or something like that but I really can't tell him what to do because I don't know anything about working on it. So it gets complicated, but we mainly left it the same as a, as I know. I don't know if he changes or not. Well, I do wrench on my cars and I still struggle to communicate that with Dave because I feel like if he tells me what to change on my car, I know how to physically make that change. But what I struggle with is I don't necessarily know what change is going to do what to my car, if yeah. that makes sense. Like, I'm definitely getting better at that. If I felt like I needed more steering, like um, this past weekend at Thunder Alley, I felt like I needed more steering. And Dave mentioned one thing to do. And I was like, oh, what about going to the four-dot steering plates? And he was like, actually, that's not a bad idea. And I was like, holy <laughs> crap, I don't think I'm 
ever happened before <laughs> where I made the setup change and it was actually like a smart decision. Yeah. <laughs> but um, even when I'm racing on the track, I still struggle to really tell Dave what's going on with the car mm-hmm. so that he can help me make a decision. So a lot of times I just hand him the controller and I'm like, here, can you just feel what I'm feeling? Because yeah. this would be a lot easier if I don't have to tell you or try to communicate with you what's going on. <laughs> I do on. that all the time with Jimmy, but not at the big races because he's not allowed to go up if he hasn't paid to do it. But at like local races, I'll try to tell him and he doesn't think that's how the car is feeling or what it's doing. So we kind of argue about it. And I say, you could go up there and drive it and see how it feels. And then he does it. And he's like, oh, it really does suck. <laughs> so then he'll change whatever he changes. But yeah, it gets complicated because I really don't know anything about it. It's just a lot to know for the so many little parts you could change. It's just too much for me. Yes, it is hard. My husband has a um, mechanical engineering background, so he just understands it way better than I do. <laughs> What was the coolest thing that you saw or experienced at PNB? I feel like there's a lot of things that are like unique or different that you can see, watch, do at PNB. So what was yeah. one of the coolest things that you saw or experienced? I like the rocket car launch. I've never seen one, but I've always heard about it from Jimmy because he used to go to all these big races. But that w- I didn't think the car would go that far. It was my first one seeing it and it was so cool to watch. And also just the theme of it, the horror theme. I really like that, how they actually theme the um, race. Unlike other races, you just go and it's normal. This one has a theme. It has the rocket launch, all this type of all these type of things that really makes it entertaining. I definitely like the theme as well. And one thing that was cool about the rocket car launch this year, I've only watched one other one. Um, but Joe's car went way further than it did the first time that I saw him. And it was just crazy to yeah. see it go that far. It was like in the field across the yeah, parking lot. He like downsided the little grass area. I know. And what was crazy about him being able to downside it like that is that he was still able to drive. I was like, oh, my gosh, how did you not break your car? That's some serious skill. I know. Cole's just exploded. <laughs> yeah, I um I asked Miss Bella if she felt that Cole or Joe won and she was like Joe duh basically. <laughs> yeah, he definitely won. Cole hit Our- someone on his first try. So <laughs> Yeah, that was crazy. The The guy that he, his car like went off and kind of like ran over his foot or whatever was right in front yeah. of where we were sitting. And I was like, oh my yeah, gosh. Uh, I think just, his rocket like re- released early or something like that. I yeah, don't know. Maybe. But I just can't believe that guy stayed down there after he got hit. He stayed down there and watched still. I was like, oh my gosh. I know. I would have been out of there in a hot second if that fast car <laughs> just ran over my foot. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we both went to PNB and SIC. So we're going to do what we did uh, with Katie and Miss Bella. And we are going to play our little PNB or SIC game. So I'm going to read you like a word or a topic. And you're going to tell me if you felt like it went better at PNB or SIC. Okay. So we'll start with the track layout. Do you feel like there was a better track layout at PMB or SIC this year? 
Ooh, that's a hard one. I would have to go with PNB just because the whole, I just like how there was a lot of jumps. It wasn't just four or five, there was like eight. So I have to go with PNB. Yes, and I definitely struggled with the little transfer section, as I see more than I'd like to admit. So (laughs) even though it's like fun and nice to have technical sections, Mm -hmm. it was way better for me at PMB. Wait time in line. We kind of touched on this, so I feel like I know... I might know what you're going to say, but do you feel like you waited a less amount of time at PNB or SIC? Definitely PNB. Yeah, which is crazy because it had 800 yeah. entries, right? But I guess yeah. it's just the 24 hour. So That's what I'm thinking. So we'll go with another kind of easy question. Do you feel like you had better sleep at which of the two races? <laughs> SIC for sure. <laughs> schedule wasn't too bad that's what I was gonna say like I actually like being the first group I like that it goes open pro sportsman because if it does go that way then our third qualifier finishes at like 10 o'clock instead of like Mm -hmm. three (laughs) o'clock yeah so my qualifying at PMB was like back to back to back so I had like two or three races in between So I got my qualifying done so fast in like two hours I would be done. And then the rest of the time till the next one, which would be another two hours, I feel like, or maybe even four, since I think it was two hours for each class for all their qualifyings. So I got a lot of sleep at PNB still, but I still feel like I got more at SIC. Yeah, I think it's just because it's not so broken at SIC. (laughs) All right. So where do you feel like you had better qualifying? SIC. I made all the A mains in SIC. Okay. Um, how about your main? Do you feel like you had a better main day at PMB or SIC? SIC as well, because I made all podiums at SIC. All right. So since we're on this topic, I'm going to skip to competition. Do you feel like for you personally in the open class that you had better competition at PMB or SIC? I feel like more people at PNB because there were, first off, way more people. And I don't know if, as like the same open people that went to PNB, like the top ones were at SIC. But I think PNB had more competition and I wasn't as smooth either. So, okay. How about practice day? Do you felt like your practice day like went smoother or better at which of the two? Um, I think both went pretty well, but I'd have to go with SIC because I finished quicker with them. So I went out two times maybe for both and had it good. And then the rest of the times was just to keep trying to get faster and faster and more consistent with my laps. Okay. So I don't know if you ate at either place, but which one did you feel like had better food, PNB or SIC? PNB. We had so much food from those food trucks. They were so good. Yes, I loved the nachos. Yes, they were really good. Um, how about the atmosphere? Do you feel like PNB or SIC had a better atmosphere? Um, I think PNB just because I like the theme of it. And I don't know, the 24 hours seems fun. It sucks afterwards when you're going home and you're tired. But as it's going, it's really fun. 
Yes, I think I've been tired for a week now, but (laughs) I would agree that it's fun. I also didn't take Monday off, though. Dave took a half day on Monday, but we went home and I went to school Monday morning. (laughs) No, I had Monday off and then I worked Tuesday. So I had some sleep and I also sleep the whole time in the car on the way home. It was like yeah. a 10 hour drive for us. So, holy crap. Yeah, that was yeah. way, it was like a three hour drive for uh, us. I but wish it was. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I try to be a good passenger and I try to stay awake to enter, help entertain Dave, but I yeah. just, I cannot stay awake in the Me car. There. Well, <laughs> on the way back, we had Kari Brown with us. So I was able to sleep without feeling bad. But on the way there, I think I stayed up. The whole time we left around like five or six in the morning from where we live in Orlando to all the way up there. So I stayed up. I maybe slept two hours and then stayed up the rest. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of driving. It is. (laughs) So which place do you feel like had the better arena? Ooh, SIC for sure. Didn't get as smoky at SIC for some reason or like dusty like, you would walk into P&B and your eyes would instantly start to burn. Yeah, I don't feel like it's been that bad in years past, so I don't really know what was up with that. But that was definitely, like, a little extra element, too, was, like, the sight issue. It was mm-hmm. pretty much, like, there was a fog on the track, so you had yeah. to try to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's why we made my track. new bodies, because... Um, well, that's not the exact reason, but thank gosh we did because with my new body, I could actually see it through the smoke. But with my older ones, they're not as bright, so it was really hard to see it. Yeah, that's that's a good that's a good comment. I we raced at Thunder Alley recently, and um, the pro e buggy race was the last race I wasn't in e buggy, but um. They were running out of light and they didn't have lights out at the track. And I was like, man, Kendrick has such an advantage right now over every other car because he (laughs) was just bright yellow. (laughs) And every other car was just like, I don't know, it was hard to see. So that's interesting to hear you talk about it. Yeah. Um, Which race do you feel like had the better pro buggy race or more like interesting uh, competitive pro buggy race? Do you feel like it was PME or SIC? Um, it's really hard to answer that just because at PNB I had the Joker lane, so it was so confusing. But it was also like, um, it was fun because they would just jump up and down. Like you wouldn't know who's winning, who's that. But I'd have to say just SIC because of that reason. Even though it was fun to like see everyone move around. SIC, you knew what was happening and you could watch the race without being confused. Yeah, it was definitely less confusing at SIC, but it was also like kind of fun at PNB to see someone not just like not run away with it, I guess, yeah. because there were so many Joker elements going on. Mm-hmm. Um, how about tire choice? Which track do you feel like you made a better tire choice at? I would say SIC. I think we ran, everyone was re- running um, Reflex, I believe, for J Concepts. And I ran blockers like the whole time. And they were so good in practice, qualifying, and the mains. I ran blockers. For Truggy, I ran Reflex. But I think that was like the easiest, like we didn't have to jump 
in between tires and try to see which one's better. We just stuck to one. Okay. How about engine tune? Do you feel like you had a better tune at one of the two races? I think P and B. Um, just because it had more jumps, I needed a little bit more motor. And I don't know why, but I feel like my buggy was way faster down the straightaway at P and B, especially because <laughs> you had to have a lot. If you were taking the Joker lane, you had to go all the way. It was like two straightaways together, basically. So I think we needed more at PNB. That is true. Um, how about car setup? Did your car feel better at one track over the other? Um, I would say SIC as well. All my cars felt amazing, and that's why I could drive it so calmly and smooth. And then at PNB, um, like I don't know if it was because of the watering all every two hours but it would change like it would feel good one second and then we wouldn't make any changes and then my car would feel like it's pushing around the corners sometimes or something else i definitely feel like that impacted my tire choice more at pnb mm -hmm. as well they um watered right before our nitro buggy beaming and i was all yeah wonky trying to decide <laughs> what the heck i was gonna run yeah all right, so that brings us to the last question. So anything else that you want to say or comment on or wrap up your thoughts about PNB? I think PNB was super fun this year just because of the Joker Lane. That was the first time I've ever even heard of it, but apparently they've done it at other races, but I'm not really sure. Um, but overall, I really loved PNB this year. I am still tired. I <laughs> will always be so <laughs> tired from it. But it was really fun. The competition was really great. I just wish the turnout for me was better. Even though I did make all the A mains, I always want to make podium. Um, but I'm excited for next year. Hopefully we go. I'm not sure if we are. Yeah, we always like joke and say, oh, we're not going to do PNB yeah. again. But I, it really was fun this year. Yeah. So I feel like I would definitely go back next year. Yeah, me too. This is up to Jimmy. If he wants to stay away <laughs> for all my means. <laughs> yes, I hope they don't flip flop the order because I really liked that order, that schedule that we had yeah. this year. I think they did talk about that they do change it. But I'm not really sure. The only thing that I really don't understand is they get the pro people out of there so fast. Like, they'll move theirs to the front, like their mains, when usually their mains should be last because they were last in qualifying. Because um, when they're racing, you have to prepare for your own race, so it sucks not to be able to watch them. Yeah, it is rough if your race is around their race. I forget which one it was. Maybe our open nitro buggy was like right before or right after them yeah, or something. Or e-buggy. So. E-buggy, Dave's e-buggy. So it's, it is hard. It's hard to be like in yeah. the midst of your own races trying to watch them too. Uh-huh. All right. Anybody that you want to thank before we end our time as well? Oh, yes. Um, I would want to thank Jimmy, my mechanic, and Kari Brown for helping me all weekend. And also all my sponsors. So um, Hot Bodies, J Concepts, 
custom RC graphics for my new bodies there because it really helped me. <laughs> VP Fuels, JT Bearing, Performa, Trinity, AMR, and MKS. Awesome. So all the track people there, they did amazing there. Yes, all of the Race Time Entertainment event crew and Lance. I don't know yes. how he stayed up as long as he <laughs> did. Like, I really don't. Um, he took like hour naps, not even like a couple hour naps. I was like, yeah. oh my gosh. I yeah, don't know how you're He's really good. I love Lance. He kept that program running. I mean, <laughs> it was efficient. So like definitely kudos to him for yeah. what he did and keeping the races going. Definitely. All right. Well, we had a lot of fun having you on the podcast. Thank so we you really, so much. Yeah, no problem. We really appreciate you joining us tonight. Thank you, Katie. So moving on with our PNB recap, we are going to continue to talk all things PNB with Kiara. So, hey, Kiara, I know we've had you on a bunch of times, but welcome back to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. Of course, we're excited. So let's get right into all things PNB. PNB is one of the craziest races because it is 24 hours of racing. Um, so let's start with practice. What day did you get to PNB? And what did your practice day look like? Or what were your practice day strategies? So I got to PNB around. 10 o'clock on Thursday. So we went to the hotel and just tried to get as much sleep as possible. And we thought it over. We weren't really going to be the first people on the track. Um, but because we got there earlier than what we expected, we decided we'll get a decent amount of sleep. Like we wouldn't be behind on sleep if we went for the track opening at six. So we got there early, set up our pit. And we were the first people on the track. And it was actually really nice because it was open practice until a line started coming up. So I was able just to run laps and laps, which is really nice at these big events because I find it more as like an advantage if you have more track time. Because with these layouts, they're so technical. You need like as much run time as possible. So I practiced for about five hours, I think, then we went and got food, chilled at the hotel. Um, we both took naps. Me and my dad took naps. Um, and we went back, hit the track, and we hit the track until around, like, I want to say, like, 10 o'clock. So we went and got dinner, went back to the hotel. We tried to get, like, at least four hours of sleep because we knew running intermediate we were going to be the first ones up this year so we want to get a decent amount of sleep before the first round of qualifying because sometimes my dad helps um pit some of the pro guys so we want to make sure that like if we weren't able to go back to the hotel between rounds one and two then we wouldn't be like crazy tired um and we got back at the track around three in the morning ran open practice and then went straight into qualifying so was there anything specific that you tested during qualifying? Like, were you testing tires or any specific car setup, anything of that nature? 
So in qualifying, we really didn't test anything, but um, in practice, with the TLR cars, um, we've been trying something where we run the longer chassis um, so we can move our A-arms forward and we run the lit RC, C, and D block. And I've been running that on the Nitro Buggy for a while, but I haven't done it on the E-Buggy because we didn't feel like we needed it on my local tracks. So when we got there, we decided to throw the longer chassis on there. And it seemed to work during practice day, but in qualifying, it was a little iffy. So we ended up putting the shorter chassis back on in qualifying. And we didn't really mess with anything more than shocks on both the buggy and the truck because we wanted to make sure, like, the suspension, the shock package was just right for that whoop section going into the front straightaway. So I'm curious, is there anything you found with the shocks? Because I definitely feel like there was some time, at least for me personally, to be gained through there. I felt like when I really tried to hammer down, I don't know, I just feel like when I was watching the pro Nitro Buggy Race especially, I could really tell that that was where a lot of the time was for me. So I'm curious on what you found when you were testing. Was there something specific that you liked over something else? So we went from, I think, three-hole pistons to the five-hole MIP brass pistons in the shocks. Um, I liked the shock oil that we were running, so we kept the same shock oil and just changed our pistons, and that helped. Um, and what I was doing going through the whoops was I didn't really want to hit the gas because I knew that was an easy way to, um, you know, get your car all out of whack. So what I would do is like, I would downside that little, like double, triple thing they had right before it. And then just like hammer down and then kind of like try to roll through, um, you know, the whoops, like coast it. So like the car wouldn't get unsettled, but it was still like. A decent amount of speed to where like I didn't feel like I was losing time in that section. All right, so let's move on to qualifying. Well, actually, I guess before we move on to qualifying, there were some cool things that happened during uh, the practice day. They had a lot of new features, like they brought back the rocket car launch. We had the rocket car launch. And they had the little, like, rock band fog bubble party right outside where you enter the arena. So, um, I guess my question is, what was the coolest thing you saw, at least during the practice day? So, out of those two, I would have to say the rocket car launch. Um, A lot of stuff happened down there. Like, one guy almost got hit by Cole's car because... Cole stripped a servo and it like um like went completely away from the ramp um that was insane I don't know how that dude walked away from that without getting hit and Joe Bornhorse launching it clearing the entire parking lot and downsiding the hill that's just that was insane I cannot believe that he downsided that so perfectly. And the craziest thing was that he was still driving when his car came up from it. And I agree. I don't know how 
you know, when Cole's car went so sideways that it like kind of ran over that guy's foot, the guy was right in front of us. And I was like, oh my gosh, is he okay? But he was walking fine. <laughs> yeah, I think he like m- might have like just barely missed the car. I took it, I was taking a video of the like car- rocket car launch and I saw that and I was like, oh my God. I like slowed down the video and I was like, he did. He just barely missed that car. Like, he is so lucky to walk away from that because how fast that car was going because, like, the rocket had already launched by the time it, like, went sideways. So, like, the how fast that car was going, that definitely would have broken his foot if it hit him. Yes, that was extremely crazy. All right, so... There was a lot of fun during practice, to say the least, but let's move into qualifying. So I'm going to go ahead. I know you ran three classes, so it's probably easiest for us to just talk about them separately. So e-buggies normally, I don't I don't know if the word I'm looking for is the easiest. I don't know. I just feel like it's the least amount of maintenance throughout a day when I'm running that class. So we'll start with e-buggy. How did your e-buggy qualifying go? E-buggy qualifying for me was pretty rough. Um, Like I said before, we were attempting that change with the chassis. And we stripped everything down to clean it for qualifying. And we ended up not moving the A-arms forward. So we had the longer chassis, but we didn't move the A-arms forward. So it, like, kind of offset the balance of the car. So it was, like, every time I would try to, um, like, hit the gas going through a corner, I would just traction roll. And it was it was really hard to keep the car on its wheels. So I qualified, I think, second in the D-main qualifier or, like, for the resort. So I was second in the D main resort and um, we ended up moving the arms forward after we talked to Thomas Tran, my TLR team manager. He caught it, thank God. Um, And that fixed it. Um, It was still a little hard because I think I ran too soft of a tire. We were really hesitant to go higher or harder for tires in round two because no one else was really going up to a harder tire. And so like trying to power through corners was a little sketchy. And third round of qualifying, we finally figured stuff out, but I wasn't able to have um, a fast enough run to be able to, you know, put myself higher up in the mains. So I ended up qualifying second in the D main for e-buggy. Let's move on to the two Nitro classes. And we, of course, want to hear about your Joker strategy and qualifying, too. But go ahead and speak to your two Nitro classes. So with Nitro Buggy, I would say I had decent um, all three rounds of qualifying, like hardly making mistakes. But I try not to push it because with Nitro Buggy, that class is so competitive at these big events um, especially for intermediate, because there's so many people. I try not to really push it and just try to keep, like, consistent runs, because that's what you need. And I ended up qualifying into the B-Main overall, because I had two B-Main runs and one A-Main run. But with qual points, it put me in the in the B-Main. 
Um, and with truck, with truck, I struggled the first round. Um, I had a shock that was link uh, leaking. So going through the whoops and stuff, I would crash like every time. And I made the same mistake with the second round of qualifying in truck running too soft of a tire. So I had traction roll trying to power through corners. And the second round, once I finally went up to that harder tire, it was awesome. Um, I had, I think I was going to be on a top 10 run for truck, but I had issues with um, lap traffic and unfortunately missed the, I think it was like eight laps we were hitting. Um, I missed that eight lap pace by a couple of seconds. I'm curious, I feel like tire choice in qualifying was very easy for me in buggy. I feel like I struggled with it a little bit more in truggy. So I'm curious, I know you're on J Concepts and I'm on Proline, but like explain your tread and compound that you went out on for truggy. So all weekend on all three cars, we were running um, reflex. Um, the real battle for us was going between green, which is our super soft, and blue, which is our soft. Um, you know, trying to decide, like, when the best time was to go that harder tire. Um, for e-bugging round two of qualifying, I definitely should have gone to a blue and sauced them. So then they'd be just a tad bit softer whenever they hit the track and whenever they warmed up. Yeah, that was the main issue. Um, I think most of the JC guys were running reflex for like the tread all weekend unless they were the heat where they watered right before so they had that five minute warm-up i think they would run i had someone come up to me and ask if we had triple d's for them to run yeah i feel like we've heard a lot of jc guys were on the reflex at this point so it seemed to be i mean a lot of the pro line guys though were on slide locks just various compounds of slide locks so i felt it was similar in that aspect um so you got to use one joker in the qualifiers so did you have a in any of your classes did you have a specific strategy going into the qualifier like before you went out there out there and race did you have it in your head as like oh I'm definitely going to use it at the beginning or I'm definitely going to save it for the end and kind of did your plan go that way did you really use it at the end or did something happen and you just randomly used it whenever you wanted to use it so with the qualifying um really the big thing was, like, I was going to try to save it if I had a big wreck. But I never really had a big wreck in any of the, like, any of my qualifying um, besides e-buggy. So I'd use it if, like, I crashed in the whoops in e-buggy and, you know, try to get that time back up. But really, most of the time I used it if I was getting held up by someone or, like, if me and this one person kept getting into each other. I'd use it to be able to get away from them and try to, you know, space ourselves out on the track. I feel like using it in traffic is definitely smart. So I feel like that was my backup plan. For whatever reason, it felt more comfortable for me to use it at the end because I liked the fact that my pace was going to jump up and not drop down versus if I used uh, one of the Joker laps at the beginning. 
But I would definitely agree that if there was ever a situation that like I was really in a qualifier, especially you are not battling for a position at that point. So it's really not worth being around someone where you feel like you can't get away from each other. So if I ever felt like I was in that situation, I would try to be mindful of using the Joker or not using the Joker. If a situation like that would arise, the hard thing was is if the other person felt like that too, I really had to try to get a read of, okay, are they going to take it and then I shouldn't or should I take it hoping that they don't? (laughs) With Nitro, I'd say taking the Joker is a little bit easier because you do, I don't know if other people use the headsets, but when at these big races, me and my dad use the headset. So it's kind of like you're having a second opinion and a different point of view on the track. So I'll have my dad tell me like, you know, if I'm held up with someone in traffic, like, he'll be able to see better than I would on the driver's stand if they're going to take the joker by how they enter that corner. So he would tell me, like, hey, wait, or hey, take the joker right now. And that's when I would do it. But for e-buggy, I would definitely agree. It was a little bit harder because I was on my own. So I had to, like, read how they're taking that corner. Like, if they was taking that corner tight, I know they're not taking the joker. But... If they're taking a little bit wider, they may, but they may have, like, also just blown that corner. So it was kind of like you had to really think, but you only had, like, so much time to think. It was difficult. Dave and I definitely used the headsets in Nitro, especially in that way as well. We were kind of just looking out, like hey, can you tell if it's clear? I'm thinking about using it sort of thing. So we were definitely kind of trying to like peek ahead and predict if somebody was going to be coming out of the whoops or the huckabuck or the whoop-de-doos, whatever it was. Um, Because it was like a horrible use of the Joker lane if someone was coming out of that section because then it put you just right back in traffic in a qualifier especially. So let's go ahead and move on to the mains. So talk to us about how your main day went. Um, And I will say too, like I know that e-buggy was sort of rough to kind of get that setup going and get it right. But I feel like you had a really awesome qualifying effort. You resorted into the uh, A main of open nitro buggy after the first round right off the bat. Um, So yeah, I felt like all in all, I would chalk that up as a win for qualifying, but kind of talk to us about how your mains went. I had some issues in e-buggy. It's kind of funny to look back on, but I felt so dumb when it happened. There was a couple other females in my e-buggy race, and we all got into each other in the blind spot, going around those two, like, step-up, step-downs, and going around that bend a little bit. Um, we all got into each other, like, three or four cars. And on the driver's stand, you know, when it's, like, that big of a track, it's kind of hard to, like, make the details out in your paint scheme. And me and this one person got into each other, and I thought I stayed on my wheels, and they crashed. So I ended up following their car for almost an entire lap. And I felt so dumb after I found my car, and I was like, I can't believe I just did that. So I ended up using my Joker my Joker lap right after that for my second lap because you couldn't use it in your first lap. 
and it kind of brought me up just a little bit, but I was I was behind from the start, so it was it was pretty rough and e buggy, I will say. But it is funny to look back on. Uh, I was in the B main for both truck and buggy. With buggy, I had a good start, which I was I've been working on is trying to you know not crash in the start, and I was I think top seven after starting ninth on the start. And I ended up flaming out three laps in. Fortunately, it was at the end of the straightaway, so the lap wasn't crazy long, but it was hard to make up the time because, like I said earlier, um, intermediate nitro buggy at those races are super competitive and everyone's so close to speed whenever it comes to those tracks. So making up that time was extremely difficult and I unfortunately didn't get the bump. With truck, that was a, that was a battle for the bump, for sure. I was running top three pretty much the entire race with me and Blake Brewer battling for, I think, second or third. It was for somewhere in the bump. And we tried to make a pass on him in pit lane. And unfortunately, my dad kind of threw me a little sideways in pit lane. So I got stuck on someone's tire and had to wait for their pit guy to um, throw them down and like situate my car. So I finally made my time back up. I was back up into second, I believe, after taking a joker after that, you know, to make my time back up. And I got into lap traffic and had a pretty bad wreck. But at that point, I already used both my joker lanes. So making up the time was difficult. And I think I finished fourth or fifth in the B main and truck. And yeah, that was the end of my main day. Yeah, I was not too far behind you in truck. I made a lot of changes in truck because I felt like I just kept trying to make it better all weekend. I feel like I started the weekend with a pretty bad push. And, you know, whether it was setup or tires, I felt like I was kind of trying to chase that away. Uh, that and Chucky always seemed to be fat. It like always sounded good on the box. But then when I go out on the track, it'd be rich. So the more I leaned it out, the better it got, needless to say. But, um, yeah, I think it was right behind you in truck. And I have totally done that before. So I completely feel your pain. I think it was at Silver Creek Raceway. Um, I was in the Pro Nitro Buggy A main. And I was trying to finish the T-Sox series out. So it was a points race, and I really needed to beat, like, two people to be in the top five or top six or something like that for the series. And so, you know, it was a relatively important race compared to just your typical club race, right? Because I'm trying to finish well. And uh, the race was at night, but there were lights on the track. But still, I don't know what happened, but it was the farthest point away from the track, and... We were all kind of going through that section and a wreck happened. And I, too, thought that my car was a similar, like, I don't know, white paint scheme car. And I, too, thought it was my car. And I actually didn't notice it was not my car until the car went around the next sweeper. And when the car went around the next sweeper, I noticed that it wasn't me because I turned in a lot earlier than the car did. And I was like, oh, no. That car didn't turn in. That's not my car. That's not my car. And so when I finally like looked around to try to find where it was, 
I saw that there was a marshal chasing it because I was about to go around a sweeper. So I've like really got the wheel turned, right? So my car was basically doing donuts in the field, like way far away from the track. And I was like, oh my gosh, this marshal thinks that I am a crazy person, but I could, I, I had no idea. I was like, I'm so sorry. After that, we, like, it was pretty hard to see my car, like, all weekend on the track, which is surprising because my paint scheme is neon pink, so you'd figured, like, it would be the best uh, to see on the track. But um, after that situation, we talked to my painter, and we're going to try to get, um, like, the same paint scheme, but, like, reverse the white and pink, so then it would be easier to see at those races, because I think it's because the clay is so dark and I run a black wing. Um, I think that's probably the thing that makes it the hardest to see. But I guess I guess the pros call it nighttime bodies. So um, I'm going to try to get nighttime bodies for those races. Hopefully it will help. Yeah, I guess a white wing would help too. But yeah, that's interesting. It's definitely happened to me before so <laughs> I'm sorry that it happened I um I lost my car in that area of the track too not for that reason though just because I couldn't see like something happened with the marshal a marshal ran out onto the track and I didn't think that they were going to run out because there wasn't necessarily a wreck um they were just like fixing pipe or something like that so I didn't anticipate them to come out but when they ran out, I hit them and they like kicked my car behind the mountain back where that like sweeper section was. And they didn't get me because I was on my wheels, but I couldn't see, like I couldn't even see which way my car was pointing. So it, it was somewhat of a disaster for me <laughs> during that qualifier. But there were some definite visibility issues, even with the, I feel like that's the smokiest PNB has ever been. There just always seemed to be like, a lingering fog on the track. I would have not been able to race without my glasses, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I definitely noticed that it was um a lot smokier inside the arena this year. Um I think my dad, yeah, my dad's the one that told me, but so they had that like smoke bubble machine and all the bubbles would like float over and hit the hit the entrance of the building. So then he was saying, like, oh, there's smoke coming into the building from that smoke machine outside, plus all the nitro fumes. But I can definitely agree with you on the, like, parts of the track where you couldn't really see your car. I got marshaled over that first, like, step-up kind of roller thing when you first come off the straightaway. And the guy put me down where his feet were, but you couldn't see that part on the driver's stand. So I basically had to, like, pin the gas to be able to see my car, and I ended up, like, jumping over the pipe, and I had to, like, jump back onto the track, and it was it was pretty rough if you, if you wrecked right there because the marshals can't really tell, like, where you can see and where you can't see on the track. So they had to, like, guess where they could put you, and if you, they put you where you couldn't see, then you kind of had to, like, you know, just trust your car and just hit the gas and hope that'll go right. Yeah, it was difficult, and like I said, that was definitely rough for me in Nitro Buggy in the third qualifier. That is pretty much what I feel like happened to me. 
Um, and it was hard to get my car back. I ended up going straight into the wall and that's how I found it. I was like, oh, got it. Figured out where it was. Um, but speaking of the track, what was your favorite part of the track? Um, my favorite part of the track was probably um, the top left-hand corner from that corner wherever you turn on to go straight and then you made a right and it was like two like kind of step down stairs and then you went into like that double triple and then the whoop section that was probably my favorite section of the track just because I felt like I gained a lot of speed and like I could really push it in that area I feel like that area was fun because it was so high speed I felt like I could fly into that next hairpin um before you like turned and went into the little whoop-de-doo or dragon's back i think dragon's back is the appropriate terminology there but um that was definitely a one of the most enjoyable parts of the track for me i loved being able to just like throw it into that hairpin so this was the first year that pnb did not have wooden jumps as well and i know that you've been to pnb previously so how did you feel about the track layout in general being dirt versus having our some of our typical pnb wooden jumps so this year i'm really surprised because pnb normally does get really rutted out and it stayed pretty like intact like there's no big ruts um and i'm surprised and that was what i was expecting whenever i saw that there's no wooden jumps thursday whenever i got to the track because i was fully expecting like um like ruts from chassis hitting going over the lips and like i was like oh god um we're gonna have rutted out faces and it's gonna be throwing our cars all out of whack but the track actually stayed together pretty well and i was really surprised this weekend but um i'll definitely say i missed the wooden jumps that's kind of like the pnb feature that's what i get to you know experience wooden jumps at because none of my local tracks use wooden jumps um and I definitely missed the wall ride they haven't had that in a couple of years but um that wall ride was fun it was like something different that you don't really get to experience at a lot of tracks yeah I don't mind the wall ride but I feel like I don't know I enjoyed the layout this year and I enjoyed that there weren't wooden jumps I would somewhat venture to say that I feel like it did help the program go faster if that is possible with 850 entries because I didn't feel like they always had to stop and work on those wooden jumps it always felt like by the end of the race especially that they were just like always having to add like a metal plate or do some kind of crazy maintenance on the wooden jumps and then if the wooden jumps would get all wonky um it just always kicked your car weird and then you had to figure out exactly where to take it i mean i don't know i guess that's part of it but I, for me, I feel like this was one of my favorite PNB track layouts. Yeah, it was definitely one of my favorites, too. Um, the way Bobby did the layout, it really fit to the size of the track because that is one of the biggest tracks out there um, in the southeast, I think. Um, and the way he filled it in, it was like, it was really nice. It still flowed really well. And um, despite having like a few blind spots, 
feel like he did it really well. All right, so we are going to wrap up our PNB talk by going into our PNB or SIC segment. So I'm going to read you a topic or word, and you are going to let me know if you felt like that was better at PNB or SIC, because we both went to both races. And there is definitely some different experiences at both. So let's start with an easy one, like sleep. Where do you felt like you got more sleep at, PNB or SIC? I would definitely say I got more sleep at SIC because of the like split practice. You got to sleep in if you did the first practice section at um, SIC. And with PNB being the 24-hour, you definitely get a little tired and a little less sleep than you would on a normal race weekend. All right, so let's move on to wait time in line. Do you feel like you waited in a longer line to practice at PNB or SIC? Definitely PNB. With that 800 um, entry count, you had to wait in line for cup like at least an hour at some point. Like during the middle of the day, I was in line for an hour. I would agree that during the middle of the day, it was a little bit rough. Um, but if you practice early in the morning, like you said, or Dave and I actually went to the track at five o'clock in the morning, like Saturday morning. So like an hour before the qualifier started and we didn't really have to come off the stand then either. So I feel like those are some good times to hit the track. All right. How about your qualifiers? So for you personally, do you feel like you had better qualifying at PNB or SIC? Maybe at PNB, um, I qualified higher into the B mains than I did at SIC, and I was in the D main in both and E buggy at both races. So I'd definitely say probably PNB. All right. So how about going with that same theme? How about the mains? Do you feel like you had a better main day at PNB or SIC? I would say SIC because in truck, I was able to bump out of the B main into the A main. And then I, I actually ended up finishing fifth in the A main in truck at SIC. Yeah, that is definitely an amazing finish. And that was a super fun race to watch because you and Dave were battling at one point. Um, okay, where did you feel like you had either a better or more enjoyable practice session? Did you have better practice at PNB or SIC? I would say I enjoy practice at PNB more because I'm the type of racer that needs like track time as much as possible, and I was able to get that at PNB. Okay, how about this? Is kind of a funny question, but how about food? Did you even eat any of the food at PNB? Do you feel like do you feel like there was better food at PNB or SIC? So, if I recall, there weren't any vendors at um, SIC, and then there was this one tr uh, trailer that was that was serving food at um, PNB, and that was really good. Um, and at SIC, I think you had to drive a little bit to get some food, so I'd say food at PNB was better. I would agree that the drive to get food was definitely a bit longer at SIC. 
Um, I felt like the food at PNB was pretty good, though. They were constantly changing up, changing it up with the food trucks. So it wasn't like the same food truck the entire day. There was either a burger food truck or at one point there was like pulled pork nachos. So definitely a plus on the food at PNB for me. How about atmosphere? Which race do you feel like there was a better atmosphere at? PNB is always um, the more exciting race time race, I feel, because you have the Psycho Girls um, all dressed up, walking around, taking pictures. And I'm not sure if they did it this year because I was at the hotel, um, but they normally have, like, monsters dressed up, walking around chainsaws, um, and have lights everywhere. So PNB is definitely the more exciting race when it comes to the atmosphere. I don't know if they had those monsters, but I always enjoy those monsters. So I hope they bring those monsters back. And they had some crazy, huge, big, like, I don't even know how many foot felt like 100 foot. That's totally an exaggeration, though. It was maybe like, I don't know, 16 foot. It was big as the Jumbotron, those monsters. So the standstill monsters were definitely insane. Those have never been there before, but it would have been cool to have some of the live monsters. How about the arena itself? Which race do you feel like has the better arena? I would say I like the PNB arena more because they have the stands. So when it comes to watching the pro races, um, you're not just like standing against a guardrail. Um, you're actually in the stands watching it from like a higher angle. Um, so you're able to follow the cars easily and see the whole entire track. It is nice to be elevated as far as seeing. Um, I thought it was kind of cool to be close to the track at SIC, but the downside to that was that you definitely couldn't see the whole track. It was nice to be elevated and see everything that was going on at PNB. How about the pro buggy race? Do you feel like there's a better pro buggy race or like more exciting at PNB or SIC? Um, I would say there was a more exciting race at SIC when it comes to pro because um, I think pro buggy is when we had the incident in pit lane where Jared Wiggins and I think Tebow got into each other in pit lane and that shook up the like the leaders a little bit in, in the pro buggy gaming. Yes, that was a shakeup at SIC that I did not even remember. So that definitely added a little bit of extra element to that race. Um, where do you think in the open class, in our class, where do you think the better competition was? Where do you think the faster guys were at which one of those races? Um, I would say the competition at PMB was probably higher than it was at SIC. You know, there's a lot more entries, so you expect a lot more guys. But, um, yeah, the competition at PMB was pretty high. I 100% agree. I think the PNB competition was crazy, even in the open class. So how about track layout? What was your better track layout or favorite track layout? I preferred the PMB track layout because I felt like it flowed better than the SIC layout. And 
I liked how busy it was. Um, I'm the kind of driver that drives better on the busier tracks. So that track fit to my driving style more than the SIC track did. Yeah, I don't know if it's just because I felt like I did better or I felt like I had way more speed or I was finally living up to my speed potential at PMB, but I'm going to go with the PMB track as well. So as far as tire choices, you or you and your dad making the tire choices, do you feel like you had better tire choices when you ran sick or PNB? With PNB, it was more just, you know, we really just ran reflux all weekend. I didn't really change anything. At SIC was when I, like, spanned out and tried different tires. I think I ran... Triple D's, Reflex, and I think I tried rehabs at some point. So I definitely had more of a spectrum at SIC that I could run on the track that would work than I did at um, PNB. Okay. That's a good way to look at it. Uh, how about your engine tune? Is there a particular race that stands out to you where you felt like, man, my engine was on it? Um, I would definitely say at uh, PMB that my motors were better because it was a little bit warmer temperature. So I didn't really have that cold weather kind of fighting against the heat of the motor um, at SIC sitting on pit lane and getting only that one lap um, warm up. You know, you couldn't really get a good feel of the tune because like it would heat up during um, your race like a little bit more. So it was definitely better at PMB because you were able to like have the temperature like closer to what it would be during a race on the box and you would at SIC. Yeah, I feel like I didn't even touch my needles at all in Nitro Buggy. So the temp and air was definitely good at PMB. And then the last PMB or SIC question is car setup. I feel like I might know which one you're going to say was better. Um, based on our conversations earlier, but where do you feel like you had the better car set up at? Um, I'm going to have to go with SIC just because of the e-buggy mistake we made. You know, my truck was on point at that race, and all my cars were good, didn't have any issues. So, yeah, I'm going to have to go with SIC. (laughs) I feel like I anticipated that answer a little bit. I had never really thought about um about playing with chassis link though so that's kind of cool that you had the option to play with at least um but that brings us to the end of pmb or sic so kind of to wrap up do you have any closing thoughts i know you've been on here like so many times now so don't feel like you have to thank your sponsors every time but just kind of wrap up pmb or if you do want to say any thank yous so I definitely will be trying to get redemption next year from this PMB. I want to say thank you for having me on to the podcast again. And thank you to my sponsors. I won't list them because I've listed them so many times before. But um, yes, thank you to my sponsors and thank you to my parents for helping me through all this racing. And yeah, thanks for having me. 
As always, we enjoy having you on the podcast. So thanks so much for taking some time out of your night tonight. And I'm sure we will talk to you again soon. (laughs) 